October 28th. That's that's three days from Halloween. And for those who have to do that math, uh, Halloween is October 31st. And believe it or not, we don't celebrate uh, October 31st or late October as a holiday here at the Common Sense Ohio slash uh, Lawyer Talk Roundtable. Uh, it's still a slash, but uh, not for very much longer. Soon it will be both. Or soon it will be only one, not both. Uh, but here we are again for a uh, another Common Sense Ohio still on the Lawyer Talk platform edition. Um Coming at you from Channel 511. That's Studio C at Channel 511. We've got the normal crew here. we got uh, Norm. Say hi. Hey. Uh, he I resent guy. being called the normal crew, but <laughs> go ahead. We well, are Norm. And Slash, uh, is, norm. Is, is, Slash is the lead guitarist in Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that does a decent job. <laughs> you need that. And we got Brett from Circle. Circle. Circle Wake Up, Steve. Yeah. From Circle 270 Me, we got uh, Brett Johnson over there at the uh, holding down the. I guess that's sort of like the head of the round table, if there is such a thing. Yeah. I guess there, you don't have really a key point on a round table, do no, you? but you're there. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I think the imagery of, hey, you guys keep talking about a round table is like, really? We have a round table. It is round. In, in studio. So it's yeah. not like we're just making this thing up. Yeah. It's it's a round table, folks. It's, yeah. it's not like I, I just love the Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> you know, that's it. But yeah. uh, no, yeah. it is actually a round table. Right. Wooden. Custom made, believe it or not, for my mentor Bill that, Meeks. Back, that way I back believe. In the day. That if I my believe. if my engineering friends were here today, they would argue because they love to argue about everything. They would argue that nothing is round. That this table is actually an infinite number of straight lines. Uh, all right. Well, strung oh together. Really? Well, look, oh my yes. gosh! You can look at things in the abstract. You can look at things in uh, it, it, from sort of the big picture point of view. It's round. And it is also an infinite number of straight lines. It's only round because our eyeballs are, we don't have the acuity to see all the billions and billions and trillions of tiny straight lines that make up the 360 degrees. That's yeah, what I they mean, would say. That's, that's the, the same reason it's brown, okay. right? Because we're seeing uh, only yeah, some of the colors and the others are getting absorbed into it. So we can't see it. So. Yeah, they, they can. I love everybody, but I hate engineers. <laughs> I, I love engineers, and I love I love the knowledge of that stuff. But then, you know, usually when engineers start to go there, what they're really saying is, "We're smarter than you, and we know more, and we can prove it." It comes off. It definitely comes off that way. That's it? all it is. It's arrogance. Uh, it's it's just so straight, I can say, right. yeah, I know why. I know right. what you're saying. Right. And I, you can choose to communicate with the rest of the world like right. a normal individual, You're right. a respectful individual, or, or you can be a pompous ass. That's right. <laughs> and they usually go for the ass option. And they don't even know it. I guess that's what makes them pompous asses. Right. Uh, not all engineers, but we're talking about the ones that would do that. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. surrounded by them. Uh, rounded? <sighs> engineers. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with Common Sense Ohio? Well, here's what's going on with Common Sense Ohio. We're taking a common sense approach at the news happenings events in Ohio. And why Ohio? Well, because it's right from the middle. It's the heart of it all. It's the place where I think you can uh, sort of test almost all Americanized theories. Uh, and, and, a, and it's a jumping off point to uh, have greater discussions about what's going on in not only the uh, state of Ohio, but the country and maybe even the rest of the world. You see what I did there? I took Ohio and made it worldly. Um, it's funny because there's a lot of my dad from my entire childhood always had uh, uh, overseas professors visiting, and so recently there was a guy that uh, from years ago came back, and you know, is he was Peter from Poland, and uh, you know that he loved Ohio for this reason. You know, he he liked to go to uh, uh, he went up to Wapak and saw 
uh, Neil Armstrong, and I think they did a couple other things around the mm-hmm. state of Ohio. And uh, it's it's a very very uh, maybe I don't want to call it vanilla because it's not. You go to Cleveland, it's hardly vanilla, um, but it's an interesting representation of the rest of the country. Maybe a, a sort of a on a smaller scale. And if you like fast food, it is the fast food capital of the world. So you know what else could you ask for? Well, exactly. uh, you know, the thing is also about common sense is it is very uncommon these days. So, you know, one time, you know, the old Ben Franklin aphorisms, a stitch in nine, a stitch in time saves nine, things like that. You know, if you want to, you know, get out of a hole, quit digging, et cetera, et cetera. Those used to be things that, that the general population understood. I'm not so sure that we have a lot of common sense left in America so this is the little bastion yeah. of common sense yes, that we, we're what's left. And that's a little scary. I, I did a, <laughs> um, I did a focus group. Um, I, I've got this side business called criminal defense consultants. And when I was up in Michigan doing a focus group, uh, and a focus group is not, it, it, we probably have to come up with a better name for it because it's, you know, Brett, have you been to one? Yes. Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're fun. Yeah. It's actually. not, it's not like you think it's not what you're thinking when you hear a focus no, group. No. It's, it's a very interactive, um, I, I've never had, maybe I, this is what I told them. I've never had anybody afterwards say that was a miserable, horrible experience. In fact, almost everybody says the exact opposite. They, it's almost, it's almost like a mystery. If you like mysteries. Yeah. That's it, a great way to put it. It, it is it's like an unfolding mystery. It's novel. an unfolding mystery right in front of you going, it's it just peeling the onion little were by there, little. Were there regard. donuts? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But it, it, it was, it was almost like a mystery because you kept peeling off little bits of more information, more information, yeah. so you could get the reactions to different stages of how you'd present the case. Steve, yep. get back to your, so you were talking so about here's common the point. sense. Here's yeah. the point. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we do before we start the focus group is we give them a little speech about what we want and what we expect and what they should expect and et cetera. And what we really, 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 really want is utter, complete, guttural, knee-jerk honesty we want people to just shout out what they're thinking at certain topics that get presented to them okay and you know it dawned on me how am i going to implore that to this modern crowd and uh the term woke came into mind mm. and what what dawned on me there it's like i got to talk about this wokeness you know it hit me almost all like a like a rush it's like wokeness is a lie to conceal what people are really thinking a lot of the times. So people are portraying a certain image because they, under the guise or under, for, the, for the motivation, I suppose, that they don't want to offend whoever's listening. Or maybe uh, it's even more uh, sinister, maybe the right word, or something a little bit less psychologically uh, positive to say, I, don't want, I want to impress people with how I portray myself. And uh, when, so I asked well, these the people. the whole concept's bullshit. I mean. Nonsense. The, the, the idea that uh, we were all sleeping, like we're all just, you know, taking a big nap. All, all of society is, is asleep. And that, you know, some lady who invented this concept of being woke, which is terrible English, by the way. I mean, it's just. It's bad for so many reasons. It's bad for so yeah, many reasons. True. But I mean, the idea that we're all, every, the rest of the world's asleep. And she rolled out of bed one day and just said, you know, we're getting screwed down here on the farm and, you know, on the plantation or whatever her mentality is. It's like, lady, you're on a plantation, the, a, a plantation you created in your own head. You're the only restraints on somebody who thinks that the rest of us aren't woke. The only restraints on those people 
whoever they are, whether they're a minority or a different gender or they're tranning or whatever the hell they're doing, the only thing, or whether they're a white male, the only thing that's holding you back in this world usually is yourself. Well, here, here's what's it's interesting. It's yourself. You're placing limits on your own success. Here's what's interesting, though. So the, those the most woke are, the, are not the groups that, that they desire or that they that the the idea is to protect maybe so like it's a white male who's or portraying coddle. himself as woke because he wants to cry virtue to the world and say look how woke I am look how much I care well that's and, the point is that and, that, and that, that population's not woke and never can be and they don't really care because you were you're born a certain color so therefore you're a racist and then you know that's when I stop listening is when somebody tells me what's in my own heart well how can you possibly know what's in my heart you're telling me. You know, so we asked people in the focus group to share what's in their heart rather than share their wokeness, you know, and that it's like the antithesis of wokeness. And this is why you don't want your trial lawyer to be woke, because you need somebody who's going to be real because people, no matter what they say, they do what they do. So you always figure you always it's the old saying, you know, watch what people do, not what they say. That will tell you everything. It tells you everything. And, And these people who cry the loudest about being woke and caring and virtuous are usually the least woke and caring and virtuous underneath and you know look if i tell somebody who is um there's things that repulse me you know just things that do so uh if i if i lie about it and say it doesn't really repulse me i'm not doing anybody a favor i'm not i'm not even doing myself a favor because if it repulses me and it shouldn't and i'm lying about it i'm not addressing the problem right yeah i Um, think i think yeah i'm sure more than one uh nursing goes through this i think that you know if they're trying to hire Nurse to make sure that nurses or doctors, whatever, really understand their biases. Yeah, you know the the guttural stuff, and they they run through this. It has a name, and I I, I guess I can Sensitivity remember. Sensitivity training, possibly, but they run. They ask you these questions. Dun dun boom 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 boom. But you have no time to think what the answer ought to be. But it's a gut answer to your biases. Yes, and so they understand. Will you treat a handicapped person? As well as a female, you know, so so they know they have a doc or a nurse that truly will help anybody in need. But that's not, but that's, that's their portrayed goal, perhaps, but that's not how it's treated. Cause then they turn around and they they shame you for it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. More than that. Homosexual sex. Dude, more than, more than that. It's, it's more than that. Then, then the wokesters not only shame you for it, but they tell you that you are in a permanent state of. Prejudice. Yes. That, that you're because yes. of who you are, how you were, the accident of your birth, you know, who your parents were, which you have no control of, uh, what gender you are, which you have no control over, wh- what your skin color is, whether you're an albino or, a, or you have a naturally occurring skin. None of that is changeable by you. Those are things that come as a default. You're born that way. And they're saying that those factors make you inherently and unchangeably prejudiced I or think racist. The, the unchangeable is, the pro- for me, the problem. Right. Like, you've got to be kidding me. We all evolve. Everybody evolves. And if, if we become unchangeable, then we've lost. You know, right. It's like if you can't get better, if you can't strive for— Well, you're not bad to begin with. Uh, of course. I know. Mean, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad, but we can all do better. Right. And, and yes. This is like sexual preference. White, say, white males don't need to change. Black males don't need to change. Black females don't need to change. White females don't need—Hispanic uh, female. Nobody needs to change anything from what they were at birth. 
all of the bad behaviors and attitudes come after your birth. They come during the learning process, all of the good things and all of the bad things and all the things you need to unlearn. We are tabula rasa when we're born. That is just the fact of life. And for somebody to say that you are ab initio from the beginning, poisoned in your heart because you were born with certain physical factors is crackpot. It's insane. And it is the most Nazi-like, Third Reich, prejudicial, awful kind of Ku Klux Klan kind of attitude that I've ever heard in my life to say that your birth factors, which are unchangeable by you, determine what's in your heart and what's in your intellect. Well, it's been disproven that you know, I mean, your first two God. years on Earth my God. where you develop. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. we, we put we, we, we freed Europe. We freed Asia after World War II of concentration camps over this very issue. And here we are in the United States of America doing it, re- reconstituting concentration camps based on race, based on gender. And I mean, concentration camps of a philosophical nature, if not maybe down the road, a physical concentration yeah, camp, and like the, they have in China. What I was going to say, I better finish it because I, I use the word homosexual sex, I, but that's not even the right, uh, it's even broader than that. Like sexual, uh, what oh, you, uh, what somebody is attracted to. I need a donut. Not sexual, uh, or maybe, maybe even a certain color, whatever it is. You know, there's some of us that are attracted to things that others are not. And, you know, so for instance, if you say, look, your sexual preference is men, like to me that I can't understand that on any level. It, 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 I can understand I it in the sense that have at it, man, enjoy what you enjoy. It's not, not for me to judge that, but it's gross to me. And I don't feel ashamed at all about that. It, it doesn't mean that it's, it, you can't do what you want to do. And that person feels the same about you. They do. Right. Because it's gross that you're, you're attracted to women. To women. That they don't like what I'm attracted exactly. to. Exactly. Fine. Yeah. But the idea of, of engaging in that myself is rep- it's repulsive. I couldn't do it. Now, for them, it may be the opposite. And all of that is cool. We can all live in harmony irrespective of that. So those who would, those who are not attracted to that, whether it's a woman or whether it's a man on the other side saying, Oh, I can tell you, you know, I, I'm attracted to everything. It's, it's a lie. It's a freaking lie. You're not attracted to it and that's okay. So I don't like red. I like green. I don't like green. I like blue it fine, but don't lie about it just to show virtue to the rest of the world. And I think that's what wokeness is. It's like a plastic shell that people build around them hiding what's truly within. And then the problem, like you said, Norm is nobody ever gets to know anybody. And you end up in this sort of pigeonholed existence that, uh, that, that ha- it's, well, it ha- again, it has no bottom when you start identifying people that mm-hmm. way. But all right, so all we, right. We've, we've spent 15 minutes on nothing. Nah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, we, let's hit some yeah. common sense news here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've never talked about the issues that are on the statewide ballot that are coming up, and there's two important issues. All right, let's do it. Do it. So one is involving uh, changes because our insane Ohio Supreme Court, which, you know, serially kept knocking down uh, the primary <laughs> season to the point where we practically almost never had a primary in Ohio after it was uh, redistricting was struck down, I don't know, five times. Three or, three or five times. So right, thank yeah. God that the current Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice on the Ohio Supreme Court is going to be gone and we're going to have Sharon Kennedy take her place. Thank God. Please vote for Sharon Kennedy. Um, 
but the Ohio Supreme Court struck down um, all of the common sense predicates for setting bail uh, on felony cases in, in Ohio. There, you, there was a long-standing tradition, and it, and some of this is in uh, led, is in revised code. Some of it's in the Ohio Constitution that you should take into account the severity of the alleged crime, the person's background, um, the um, danger to the community, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, there was a murder case in Cincinnati. Somebody set the bail at one point five million. They took it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, no, it should only been half a million because the sole criteria, according to the Ohio Supreme Court, was, is, uh, until this issue gets passed, issue one, current law, the Supreme Court of the state of Ohio gets to set what the standards are for bail, and they reduced it to just one consideration which is the likelihood of the accused to reappear in court. So that's the current Ohio Supreme Court um, All right, so standard. Let me, let me, let me Jump give in some there. background here. Well, man. before you do, just let's say what issue one is. And then Steve, who's the true expert on bail, because he's a criminal defense attorney of some renown here in Ohio, uh, my friend Steve, uh, knows what the hell he's talking about. But just so we know what issue one is, it would amend the Ohio Constitution and take away from the Supreme Court the uh, ability to describe what are the parameters, what are the standards for setting bail, and it would put it back into the Constitution, uh, the following, that um, the, the considerations are whether or not the person is going to come back, uh, the public safety implications of, of whether the bail's high, low, or uh, in between, the seriousness of the offense, the criminal record of the accused, and any other considerations in the future that the General Assembly wishes to place uh, into this clause in the, in the Constitution. Um, go ahead, Steve. All right, so we it, some some procedural background might be helpful here. In Ohio, we have uh, criminal rules. <clears throat> so the rules are promulgated, interestingly, under the Modern Courts Amendment, would, and it, it sort of then is an Ohio Supreme Court rule. So it, it, in Ohio, it's done differently. It's not the General Assembly. It's not the legislative branch that promulgates rules of procedure. Now, statutes, laws written are, are General Assembly rules are given constitutional status because they come from the Ohio Supreme Court. So it's effectively under the modern courts amendment here in Ohio, we have rules and and bail was always governed by criminal rule 46 and criminal 46 for the longest time said, uh, the bond is intended to secure the appearance of the accused. It didn't say anything at all for the longest time. I think I'd have to do some research about uh, protecting the public, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, you know, you could say that that's bad or you could say whatever you want to say about it, but it worked for I don't know how many hundreds of years or whatever. It worked. Um, the current Rule 46, I'm reading it right now, uh, it, it talks about the factors uh, that the, the courts should consider in assessing relevant or in, in assessing bond. Um, and it says the nature and circumstances of the crime charge, specifically whether the defendant used or had access to a weapon, the weight of the evidence against the defendant, the confirmation of the defendant's identity. They've added a bunch of criteria to this that I think makes a constitutional amendment sort of um, 
unnecessary. And I don't like constitutional amendments for stuff like this because it becomes more in more inflexible because it becomes inflexible to some degree and it becomes very difficult to change. When people use constitutional amendments to effectuate what could be done or should be done by rule changes and or uh, uh, legislative general assembly type changes, it becomes um, a little bit, it's a round peg in a square hole. It's like when we had to amend the constitution to permit gambling, you know, and then we established uh, casinos even. It's like, where does it end when you start using the, marijuana, the, the marijuana issue? Right? Marijuana, they try yeah. to make a constitutional right. amendment. Right. I think these are all legislative changes as a philosophical matter, not constitutional changes. So uh, look, vote what you want on bond. But what happens is a lot of people will dangle these things out there like, oh, we need tougher bond conditions and we should amend the constitution to make sure that's that way forever. Well, what if you're wrong on something you write down? It becomes very difficult to unring that bell. And uh, if it's a legislative or a rule change promulgated by the highest Supreme Court or even the General Assembly of, uh, of Ohio, then you can change it and you can go vote and you can have some input in it. But once it's constitutional, in theory, it gets sort of set in stone. And this is why on both sides of the aisle, when people uh, use the sort of the, I don't know, the, 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 the cause to effectuate some change and they use these anecdotal examples to effectuate a constitutional change, it's not always a good thing. So... Well, the anecdotal example in this case was a 2020 Ohio Supreme Court decision interpreting its own rule and saying, yeah, blah, 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 all that other crap is, is, is in our rule. But really, the only thing that matters is the court should focus on the likelihood of the person coming back to court. That all that, all that other stuff is, is kind of blabber about, you know, considering the safety to the general community and the person's background. And well, no, it didn't say safety to the general community in Rule 46. It said uh, right. consider the nature That's, of the offense, consider... Uh, so, it, look, so, it's, it's a, so it's a flea thing. It, it, Truly, is that's it, what bond has always traditionally been. Not a that's safety right. of the community, it is but not a, a safety of the community. That, and that's exactly it, what the Supreme Court decided. And this okay. issue would then uh, say, no, no, no. You, you got to consider safety of the community, the person's uh, criminal record, the likelihood that they're returning to court, and the seriousness of the offense. But, yeah, it, but it's kind of wrapped. Up, it's kind of wrapped in it, in it already, isn't here's it? Why? Because no, now, it's not. It's, here's, oh, here's it's not why. We, like Steve just said. Okay. It's mainly about the re, whether a person's going to come back. Okay. The yeah. ACLU, on commenting on this issue, number one, has said that they believe that bail should be set on the basis of the wealth obtainable by the accused. So no, if, that's a factor, but it, it shouldn't be. The, yeah, that the yeah. ACLU said yeah. that that should be the main factor. With all due respect to all of this, yeah, I believe for whatever this is worth that the current rule is sufficient. It is. And the problem with amending the Constitution is you are going to get some rogue decisions on bond that people aren't going to like. So people are going to be held when they shouldn't be held. And people, uh, you're taking away some discretion or maybe no, you're, you're giving people, you're giving courts more discretion. Well, in, in a sense, you're giving them more discretion, but you're taking, That's right. you're taking away some discretion on the other end to, to have courts say, all right, I'm going to hold this guy or I'm not going to hold this guy. And the problem ultimately is, is that 
you're going to get disparate outcomes that you didn't anticipate with this. And that's okay and because have, we elect our judges. I'm good with that. No, but fine. Let the judges do what they do. There's enough right. there to hold and people then if they're already. A, if they're a bad judge, like the one up in Cleveland that the Supreme Court just kicked out. Well, that's fine. She's gone. She's gone. So, yeah. But um, you don't need to change the Constitution to do this. There, well, there's plenty of reason to hold lots of people already. And when ju- all look, judges are coming out and they're saying, "Look, I, I'm going to protect the need to protect the community." What I, you can amend the rule without amending the Constitution? See, that's you vote what, on your Ohio Supreme Court the, judges, Norm. That's what the judge. That's what the judge in the 2020 case said. That's why he said it, or he, she, I don't know, uh, male or female judge, but the judge in 2020 set the bail at 1.5 mil and stated it was in part to protect the community from a recidivist uh, accused. So play it out. We remand reverse. We need this high bond not to protect the community, but rather we want to secure the appearance because it's such a serious crime that we think this person has more incentive to flee. Now Now you've covered the problem. Or you could just have the Ohio Supreme Court amend the damn rule. And if, like you said, go vote on the judges. Well, they won't. Yeah. Okay. So. Vote. Yeah. I'm in favor of it. I, I'm, I'm with Dave Yost, who's also in favor of this. No, I, you guys are wrong together. That's, that's okay. okay. Well, <laughs> let's, let, let's clarify what a yes or a no vote is. So a yes vote supports amending the Ohio that's Constitution. Correct. A and no vote opposes amending the Ohio Constitution. A no vote would so keep in just place the For the current, sake of delineating what I yes and no means. I'm voting no, but not based on necessarily the 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 substance of the issue. I don't like amending the Constitution to yeah. effectuate what should be done with legislative and or rule changes. Well, that's that's I, I generally agree with you on a federal level, but the state of Ohio's uh, uh, Constitution is gigantic. It includes everything from the Ohio Turnpike Commission and what it's allowed to do and what its mission is. Uh, to, yeah, to things be, to things like this. Just it, because we did it before doesn't mean it's good to do it again. But that is how state constitutions generally work. They are generally much more detailed, have much more particularity because so much power is in our federalism system, so much and rightly so, so much power is in the hands of the states versus the federal government. So therefore, the constitutions of the states are much larger and much more detailed in general. So I don't have a problem with this at all. I I think what it does is it, for a judge who's in a community that it has a revolving door for felons, okay, and and uh, you know, well, the jails, you know, I heard this from a Summit County Sheriff, which is Akron. Uh, I I heard this from from the sheriff's office up there. Well, the jails are full and we don't have any more. Well, hey, build more jails, whatever you need to do. But if I'm a judge up there and I've got a revolving door recidivist accused and it's a serious crime, murder, rape, something like that, uh, sexual imposition on a minor, whatever it is, and it's a felony. And, and, and this person it has a record of, you know, it's obvious that that it's a a threat to public safety, I should be able to involve those considerations in setting his or her bail. And the Supreme Court of Ohio in the 2020 decision said, no, it's only about the likelihood of whether he or she's going to come back. And they didn't say that that's because they agree with it. They said that because that's what the rule says. Yeah, exactly. Now, the, the rule so can be I'm amended, in favor, Well, I'm in favor of changing the damn rules. So. Yeah, well, fine, change the rule, but you don't need to amend the Constitution to do it's it. It's one way to do it. And, and then I'm you can in favor. Just vote of it. against the judges who are letting people out. 
See, we, great. it's the same harebrained judges, though, that kept putting off redistricting. So at some point, we need to punish the Supreme Court of the state of Ohio. Vote against him. <laughs> no, I, well. I am. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's yeah. next? Okay. Uh, issue two is about uh, voting standards. This is supported, like uh, Leo supports issue one, this one's supported by uh, Secretary of State Frank LaRose for what that's worth, a yes vote would prohibit local governments from allowing non-citizens of both Ohio as well as non-U.S. citizens from voting in any election in the state of Ohio. Um, is this a constitutional amendment, Norm? Or yes, is this a, issue yeah, okay. two, constitutional yeah. amendment. Uh, you must be 18 years old at the time of voting. You must be a resident of Ohio for a minimum of 30 days, and you must be registered for at least 30 days. And obviously, this is a response to the 2019 Yellow Springs, Ohio um, uh, citizen uh, resolution that they passed uh, that Frank LaRose had to respond and tell Greene County, where Yellow Springs, Ohio is located, that no, Yellow Springs can't allow non-citizens of the United States and the state of Ohio to vote for city council or township trustee or county commissioners in these local elections, which the citizens of Yellow Springs had authorized. Uh, he said he had Green County disenfranchise those non-citizen voters. So, um, yeah, I wonder what the grant of authority is to uh, Frank LaRose on that from the legislative branch for the administrative side. Does he have rulemaking power to, to deal with that? And does this see again? I, I look. I agree with all the provisions of this. I, I have no disagreement with with any of these requirements. The only question I have is whether it should be a constitutional amendment. Unlike bond reform, that's covered by a rule. This may this is a, this is closer to something that I think would be a rightful amendment to a constitution. But there might be too many weeds on it. Yeah. Weeds. In, it might be too far in the weeds. I think what it needs to be is a grant of authority uh, for rulemaking power or something else. I, actually, I'm, I'm going down a path I don't like either. So no this, way, this may, man. this may need yeah. to be a constitutional well, amendment. I'm kind of, yeah, voting kind for of surprised this it doesn't exist already. Yeah, exactly. This, it, Brett. this is like common, again, right. common sense. Common yeah. sense. If you don't live yeah. here, you don't vote Duh. here. That makes perfect sense. And then, doesn't it? And so, and so, well, Steve under, which I know that you kind of threw away your, your thought there, which is, I'm glad you did. But <laughs> the idea that Frank LaRose then gets replaced by some woke nut. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, no. and then they promulgate a rule. It was the implementation of it that it, I think. It, yeah. it, it, when they when you try to do too much with a constitutional amendment, it has no bottom. It has no end. It, you have to keep adding more to it. So yeah. I just want to make right. sure that the amendment is phrased in a way that it's uh, it's flexible enough to apply. And but, you also understand it. And you understand it, right? Well, you, this is come straight out. Like you the, don't live you, here. You don't vote here. When yeah, you start yeah. hearing thirty days, or you start hearing requirements yeah. like that, I don't like those things in constitutional amendments. I would say for a, you could almost say for a time period established through the general assembly and or whoever the amendment. But the, yeah. generally speaking, if you're not a citizen of Ohio, you shouldn't vote in Ohio. If you're not a citizen of the country, you shouldn't vote in the well, country. And, and I think the most important thing is if you're a township, a county a city or some other government entity in the state of Ohio, you don't get to make your own damn rules. This is True. this is that. So in other words, the point of this issue is a prohibition on local government from allowing an expansion of election laws in, into those local elections. So it is, what this is doing is putting into place for local elections the same standards that are already now in place 
for statewide elections. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So these yeah. 30 day things aren't new. They are what is what is they are the standards that apply now to statewide elections. And for some reason, certain localities have interpreted that to mean, oh, so you're talking about state elections. They don't realize that that should be interpreted to also involve local elections. So this is now specifying local as well as statewide. Okay. And, and well, that makes perfect okay. sense. Now, That's to all. the extent that the statewide elections has those details, I don't like the Constitution saying that kind of stuff. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, and, and where did we come up with 30 days? I almost say it should, you should be there 90 well, see, and then well, that's right. And, and but if it's in the would, Constitution, you can't change. Well, it that's so true. A good point. Good point. Right. Yeah. So but it's like thirty just seems like so it, it just should moved be in. It and should it, be one hundred and eighty. So yeah, yeah. Where did we come up with this number? But it's like if you're going to vote in the area that you live, a, you should live there for well, more that than to thirty me days. Is a legislative question, not I'll, a constitutional. I'll tell you. Where, true, I'll true. tell you where we got those numbers. Those numbers came from the 30 days came from the old pioneer days. There was a time, remember, when we were filling up the Northwest Territory in order for those to be carved up into states. We were trying to attract voters. We were trying to bring in settlers. We were trying to get population to move from the East Coast to the middle of the United States, places like Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, you know, Western Pennsylvania, et cetera, et cetera. So we wanted people to become franchised and franchised as soon as possible. We wanted them to be voters. To so move that's to statehood as quickly as possible. So that's why okay. it's only 30 well, that days. Makes sense. So, but well, that makes see, sense. But that's a perfect point. That should not be a constitutional provision. That should be a legislative question because that is subject to debate on the General Assembly floor, wherever that is, or in the town hall if you're in a local town, because they will know as times change how to deal with that. Now, there should be a general prohibition in the Constitution that says you have to be a resident as defined as uh, the, the government entity's General Assembly determines. You have to be a resident to vote. You can't be a non-resident and come in and vote. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you've got problems. So anyway, yeah. that's, I, okay. I, I agree in theory, but maybe it goes too far for me as far as a constitutional <laughs> amendment. Mm. I'm still going to vote for it. <laughs> you got in speechless. Well, he, he I think, or he doesn't know where he wants to go. I'm not sure. Unintended consequences. I'm not. I'm not campaigning here for for either issue. <laughs> right. I'm just. I'm just saying. No, I think we're. Doing, I'm, I'm just saying what, what they do, are. Man. Yeah. we're doing what we do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Which I'm. I, I love it. I, yeah, so, uh, I'm just glad we don't have John Fetterman running for senator here in the uh, Man, state of didn't Ohio. Did you feel bad for the guy? Mm. No, I didn't feel I bad, felt bad for, him. for the guy because I don't think he's. I I I feel as bad for him as I feel for uh, President Biden. I feel bad for Biden. They too. both have spouses that are obviously not looking after their best interests. Mm. Well, why do you give it to a spouse for that one? I mean, what about his because handlers? Jill Biden and Mrs. Fetterman are out there pushing their husbands. To, to run for office when they know both of them are incompetent. They're incompetent. To be people. sure, by any measure. I by think. any measure, yeah. they're incompetent. Now, you will remember the hated President Trump took a cognitive uh, test, which was uh, his enemies had demanded the results be made public. Trump took the test, took the medical test, a cognitive uh, abilities test, and he made it public, and he passed it he passed with flying colors. With flying colors, because they were and trying Biden got a physical. They were trying to twenty fifth amendment uh, Trump out of office. The the idea being, well, you know, let's uh, let's get these whack job cabinet people who he picked, uh, 
you know, Rex Tillerson and these other losers. Let's get them to all, you know, toss out Trump and, and we'll make Mike Pence president. Um, well, look, <laughs> let's define competence because we... we but Fetterman the, and Biden have not made their medical records available to the public. Well, no, and our lazy, one-sided media, which only holds one side to any kind of standard and only questions one side have not demanded Fetterman and Biden to the contrary disgorge their they're criticizing people for even bringing it up of course the the media one of these I forget who the uh, they're calling it they're calling us ableist so not what the hell is that well that is a racist on an ability so disabled I got subject yeah, it's a plan. Oh. You're, an, you're an ableist you're a person who only believes that somebody well, who's not in a wheelchair or somebody who's not uh in some other way challenged that this, those are the only people that should be allowed to hold office and I would point to Dan Crenshaw and Governor Abbott Governor Abbott uh is in a wheelchair I don't hear any Republicans wanting to get rid of Governor Abbott I don't hear Dan Crenshaw is missing an eye from combat in the United States in service of his country. I don't hear any Republicans saying people with only one eye shouldn't be allowed to hold office. So that's bull crap. Well, you know what they're saying mm-hmm. now? There was a, I forget who the anchor was, but one of the mainstream anchors was saying, was comparing Fetterman to uh, 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 FDR <laughs> and, and, to, uh, and to Churchill. Okay. And, and, you know, Churchill. Yeah, you, we have to talk about what dis what what it means to be incompetent, and you're not using that like they're incompetent and stupid. You're using that there is a disability that they are pro- they are projecting that makes them obviously uh, cognitively incompetent to do the job. Right, and I'm not dancing around like I'm happy about it. I'm and, and genuinely it's not to say they're bad people. No, no, no. That's a different question. They may be, but, it, but not but, because of their incompetence. I'm genuinely that, but, sad for him. I'm right, genuinely. Yeah. I do love John Fetterman. I love everybody. I love Mr. President Biden. So Norm, <laughs> I want to drive you a race car, but I, I'm missing my right foot. Okay, well, we can deal with that. We have to alter the car to fit you right, in it. Well, well we got to pick That's something in that I can't do then. So I'm a paraplegic or I'm not able to drive. Okay, you're or, five years old. You can't drive my race car. All right, so I mean, let's, is that unfair? No, it's not unfair. Not. You're not right. able to do it. So I'm an ableist because I don't want to let a five-year-old drive a 475 or horsepower race I'm car. Only, no, I'm not. I'm only 5'11". I want to go play for the Chicago Bulls. And it's unfair for you to not let me do that. That This is where that nonsense goes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's so, the thing. Here's the th- here, This is what I tell people that, you know, maybe don't have legs and they want to be a ballet dancer or somebody who's only uh, five feet and, and they think they're as good as Nate Archibald used to be, who was very short and want to be in the NBA. Those people have the right to try out. You have the right. Maybe I can't sing a note. I have the right to try out for Opera Columbus. I have the right to try out for. Well, a, I don't think you soccer. have the right at all to try out. But you, you, <laughs> no, no, you can I, go do it if you want. I, if they have an open call and it's open to the rest of the public to try out for uh, the NBA, then people with no legs or people who are three and a half foot tall, whatever, they have the same right as somebody else to apply and go through the screening procedure. I'm all in favor of equal rights to try, okay? And then if if the ballet wants to let somebody in a wheelchair uh, attempt to do a pas de deux, 
uh, you, you know, in the middle of the ballet of the Nutcracker. Good job. I'm fine. I have no idea what a pas de do is. But I mean, he said it very it's well. It's a duet. It's a it's a it's where okay. two people are dancing. Perfect. Fine. Let them do. Let let management determine that in concert with the applicant. Or have no problem. Yeah, or with recognize it. your inabilities and create your own wheelchair basketball league. Yeah, go do what you're going to do, right? Uh, or maybe but, uh, when... Because when, then when, you're competing on a level that uh, everybody's in a wheelchair right? to play basketball, and you can't. Which you can't they do. The exactly. Which there are wheelchair basketball exactly. leagues. Exactly. And here do- we have people who are mentally, clearly right. mentally uh, impaired. Correct. And Biden, it, it's not even a close question anymore. No. If, you, if you hear what he says, I mean, some of it's just complete nonsense. He doesn't know which side of the stage to leave. I mean, he's, huh. he's clearly suffering from dementia. Everybody's whitewashing this like it doesn't exist. It exactly. does exist. And this man has his finger on the button. Or better put, he doesn't. Other people are running the country. and Other he, people are running the world. Well, Putin, Latin, what was yeah. it the last one or two years of Reagan's term? Nancy was kind of doing There was that, a right? huge question about that. Yeah. And remember the debate. Because I, I didn't see the huge decline in Reagan until you know five, six years later. Well, right. this all but goes. But everybody looks back and says, well, he must have had this bad stuff. But they're not talking about that now. I, right. Uh, that, that position, that office has a higher level of what is needed than what we're doing around this table. It is not unfair is, uh, to say exactly. you want somebody who is mentally astute because he's a, with he's all a, their faculties. He's a push of a button away or saying the wrong thing to the wrong person and starting a world war. Or he might just start signing executive orders that every jackass and their mother sticks underneath his nose Yes. And dismantle the governmental structure of what our country. What am I signing today, Mom? Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, student loans. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, great. Well, oh, did I don't you care what the Supreme Court well, says? Let's just do it for just, a while. Just do it. Well, did you hear what he said about? We'll give two good examples about President Biden. He 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 just recently, I think yesterday or the day before, said when he came into office, gas was five dollars a gallon. Okay, it was actually two dollars and thirty nine cents yeah. on average. A gallon yeah. when he took office. Okay, so he he, you know, I mean, he doesn't even know. He no. he has no. Uh, I mean, not only is he fact deprived, but he's in a fantasy world. The second recent example, which he gave in a a presser, uh, I think outside his helicopter or something, a shouted question, and he and he and he gave this reply. He he indicated that the. The, the tuition forgiveness program was passed in Congress by a couple of vote margin. Joe, my God, you did all of that by executive action. That's what everybody's pissed about. Yeah. It didn't go to Congress. And he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know that his initiative did not go through the congressional, which is where obviously bills and having to do bills having to do with the budget have to go through congress that's what this appeal to the supreme court which amy coney barrett should have recognized and and i don't know why she didn't put you know a um, a restriction on the implementation but she didn't but there are cases before the supreme court that are going to work their way to the Supreme Court. I'm sure well, they're they were going to get asking cert. for they were asking for an emergency order to halt it, and so that was a different legal standard. And she should it have. wasn't on the merits. Yeah, yeah, and she should have. So, or or let's go complete. So if he's if he's truly incompetent, are they running paperwork in front of him? 
Maybe they told they maybe they told him, yeah, you know what? This passed right. by a couple of Correct. votes. You're you're covered. Go ahead we and sign know. this. We don't know. Could right. that be happening? I mean, it sounds sounds so conspiracy laden, but it's Not like to me. Look, but he you said have that, ideologues. Though. You have ideologues. He said that he, he thought it, it was legislation. You have, right, dude, you, have, you I, did this. Like look, Kennedy had all sorts of people telling him what he should do during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And I'm not going to, look, there's parts of that I think he handled brilliantly. There's parts I don't think he handled so brilliantly. But he handled, he made the decision. Mm-hmm. He, he yeah. analyzed the issues and said, here's what I'm going to do. There were people that would have said, push the button now. There were people that would have said, don't even offer to uh, negotiate. And then there were people who was like, just capitulate and let the Russians have missiles on Cuba because they won't ever do anything with them. Or, well, or as the Kennedys would call it, Cuba. 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 So, but the point is, well, is the that, hero of that story, right? I mean, we all know now since it's all come out was Khrushchev. Khrushchev's the one that backed down. The Kennedys were going to start World War Three, and him and Bobby, uh, they took it up. They did the brinksmanship and basically told uh, Khrushchev, you know, we're we're gonna. Yeah, except they had a backdoor deal to pull down all the ballistic, all the uh, ICBMs from Europe. Well, no, in, it within was, the next six months, it, it was just Poland, actually. So it uh, was it, it, it was just not Poland. It was just West Germ or East, yeah, West Germany. But I thought we had an agreement over a six month period to pull down all our. It was, they did. There was a secret codicil to to that, but it was Khrushchev that put that out there. And the Kennedys were they were very rigid in their negotiation. It was Khrushchev who defused it. If you, re, if you recall, the Kennedys were clustered around the red phone waiting for the Russians to reply to their latest brinksmanship, and it was Khrushchev who folded. So you well, could, and then you could say that's good, that was well, good for the Kennedys, right? So. You could, yeah, you could say that they were great bluffers. The question is, what, was, what were they going to do if Khrushchev said, nah, uh, the cargo ships are going to keep steaming in. And well, there were actually missiles already set up in Cuba. They were already no, we there. we were closer yeah. than, than people they, can possibly imagine. They were yeah. already there. Yeah, they were bringing in more. But there were, if you recall, the U-2 pilot, uh, you know, it, we lost a U-2 pilot that was, uh, that, that was taking pictures. But other U-2 flights had brought back definitive proof that the missile sites were set up and operational. All right. Well, the point of all this is that the Kennedys had the cognitive faculties to, to at least understand. Decisions. Right. right. And understand. they made the decision or he made the decision. And what's going on now is Biden is not making the decisions. The people encouraging him one way or another are making the decisions. And he's surrounded himself with some ideologues, I think, that have an agenda that the president's job is to check. You know, it's like, like when you're the president, you have to say, look, maybe I agree with this in in policy and theory, but we can't do it. It's not right for the country. I'm not going to sign this order. Biden, I don't feel, has the ability to say no to things like that. And and like you said, Brett, it very well may be that they're lying to him. That, look, Congress said they're on board with this. Uh, they took a vote. Here's what you're just signing this. I mean, I'm not comfortable that he knows what the hell he's signing. (sighs) No. Yeah. with, With statements like that. For a guy that was crazy, yeah. For a guy that was in the Senate his entire adult life, at the time he became a senator, was the youngest senator in U.S. history ever. And that somehow he's a millionaire. It, it's unbelievable to me that he doesn't realize that he, he that he put into place this program by executive order, not through legislation, and yet he 
if, he babbles that, well, I got it passed by just a handful of votes. If I were like, representing wow, him, dude, what if, are you talking about? If I were representing him and he were charged with a crime, and I've had cases like this, I have one pending now, I would get him evaluated and have him declared incompetent to stand trial. For sure. Even if he were guilty. You know, like we for would sure. not put that man on trial for a criminal case right now, but he's running the country. But yeah, that's right. So if he's determined incompetent, you've got the other side of. Well, that's, who's walking that, in office? That's the Dems' worst nightmare because she's a complete that's, and, I mean, that, she, she's and that, completely that may answer she's the question. She's incompetent for other reasons. Yeah, that may be the answer Vice, to Vice, why it's not happening. Vice President yeah. giggles. Yeah, I mean, she maybe. <laughs> you know what I really like is electric school buses. I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> oh my God, Venn diagrams aren't they nice? Did you see the list of in space? Of, is, did, <laughs> did you see the conflict of interest in this? Uh, uh, Proterra company that is making these electric school buses that uh, they're, they're, they just announced they're going to spend, I think, $5 billion to seed school bus fleets across the country with these electric school buses, which two of which have burned to the ground in two different cities. But the current Secretary of Energy um, and several Biden insiders all have all have stock in this in this company the same one that got this five billion dollar this is so i mean it's unbelievable how how people aren't absolute i don't care what the agenda is what the cause is it's always about the damn money and people should be floored by this do you remember all of the shit that was thrown at, at and i i don't i dislike darth cheney but do you remember the vice president Cheney, who had resigned as the head of Halliburton? So mm-hmm. he no, and he did, he owned no stock in Halliburton. He was, you know, as you know, when you become president or vice president, the ethics requires you to turn over your portfolio, and it's invested blindly. So he's no longer having anything to do with Halliburton that he used to be CEO of, and they used to regularly say we were in Iraq or you know, doing whatever we were doing in the Middle East because Dick Cheney was trying to help Halliburton. Here you have actual, (laughs) I mean, it's like Solyndra or Enron. You have actual investors in the administration, in this company that's getting this grant. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Well, so we have, uh, we have essentially unreal. Well, we we didn't finish with Fetterman, but look, he, he was, it was embarrassing for him. I felt horrible for him. Terrible. His debate performance was, he obviously, now look, what I don't know, and because Oz, he's not Oz, releasing. And Oz went easy on him. And Oz went easy on him. Right. What I don't know, because they are not releasing, what I don't know whether it's like a um, like a speech interpretation, more like a dyslexic type of problem, or if it's deeper. And I think that people deserve to know that. Sure. Because look. It, he had it, a stroke. It may be true that, because I've, I've been around a, a somebody, a very close friend at a young age had a stroke. Yeah. He knew what he was trying to say, but he couldn't say it. Yeah, sure. He knew what I was saying right. to him, right? but uh, he couldn't repeat it to me. I got you. Mm-hmm. Right. So it could be just that. Now, that would not be as bad to me Correct. as somebody who doesn't understand what's being right. said. So then why not release your medical We record? should know that. Everybody right. should know that. Of course. And if you don't know that and you vote for that guy, shame on you because you're really getting his handlers. You're not getting him. So I want to bring up that situation this is another one i would like to see an issue on ohio's i would like to see a statewide issue on this and frank larose would disagree with me i think and probably you guys too but the fetterman thing brings up the old norm murdoch saw that we should be voting on election day 
or as close as possible for early balloting, you know, people that are in the military or people who have business travel or people, you know, who are disabled that, you know, can't get there on election day, can't stand in line because, you know, they have a disability or they're old or whatever. So there's those exceptions. But basically what has happened in, in Pennsylvania on, before this debate occurred, where the voters in Pennsylvania got to see just how bad John Fetterman, his, his mental condition seems to be, okay? And they can form their own opinions on that. A million people in Pennsylvania had already voted. Yep. Okay, they there and you can't unvote. There is no process in Ohio or Pennsylvania to go in and say, short of a, a lawsuit, I, su- I suppose you could sue the Board of Elections and, and perhaps. But, but there is no regular procedure to go in and get your vote back and say, my God, I just saw this debate between Fetterman and Oz and I want to write in a different candidate or I want to vote for Oz or just not vote. Or just not vote. I want to take back my vote for Fetterman because I just saw. No, you can't do that. Those million votes are already on the books. And that is tragic, not because I'm in favor of Oz. That's not what I'm saying, folks. Well, no, it could be, it could you, be reversed. It's your lack of information. You deprived yourself of, of more information by voting early. And I think that should be, I think as a public policy, we should all be voting on the basis of the same information. So where do you draw the available. line? Well, I, I, you know, and I, I like I, I like election day, right? I'm I, old I, fashioned, and I do too. But you know, but you just made it made a good point. They made the choice to vote early. No it, one forced our hand choice. to do it. Yeah. But but it does sway all of a sudden somebody that is he potentially could be elected into an office by early vote. Well, Brett, we've had dead you know, yeah. we've had dead people elected. Right. Because of yeah. that. And it's, I and I'm not I don't like this big window so though absentees, either honestly. Like what is the window and I said where do you draw the line for absentees? Like for military for my son for instance. He's yeah. in college. Um he voted absentee. He's already voted. He voted last week, I think. Right. But I don't think he could have voted much earlier than that. Maybe he could have. I, I was going to say no Hayden, Hayden got military. his. Yeah, That's Hayden different. got his because he's at UC. He got his probably last week as well, too. So yeah. I think those ballots are getting out late this year. The absentee so stuff. What so should it be? I, mean, I don't know. Though. Look, yeah. if, I, if, if you're out of state on a job, do you just do you disenfranchise yourself? No, no. But, so, but, but you know, this absentee, as, as, you don't here, have to fill them. You don't have to fill it out to the day before we, and mail it. We let people do everything online to the point where it's like the toppest, highest, like security. Right. We can't figure out. We can't figure this problem out. Right. right. I know. Like I you know. can't go online and have a Zoom picture and identify yourself and have somebody or a, say or a fingerprint. Here's your ballot. Thing. Yeah. It's like it's it's safer than an absentee ballot. Well, and the other thing that these election boards are doing, the boards of election, is they're celebrating ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, to me, I think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's the Board of Elections' responsibility to urge or to foster or to in any way get into the business of measuring whether we got a big turnout or not. If the citizens don't want to vote, that's also a decision that they're allowed to make. And I don't understand the celebration of, we have 10,000 more people that voted this year than last... Well, I, it's listen, a product of criticism because I don't they've been a, criticized for disenfranchising people and they're saying, yeah. no, look how many people. Look how yeah. many more people. Yeah. Right. Well, right. that is not their job. And, right. and, and, and the early voting system works. Well, so that's we now what we know. That you know this yeah. whole thing about trying to make voting more, 
like like uh, who, whoever that spokesman lady is at the White House, I never can get her name yeah. right. KJB or KG yeah, whatever it is. or Karine Jean Pierre, whatever her Jean name Pierre is. Jean Pierre is her name, right? Wh- whatever her name is. She she bragged, for example, that to to get your money back for the tuition program, that it was less than one minute for the average application. They're saying the same kind of ridiculous stuff about voting, about making it super convenient. Like, hey, why can't I just do it on my phone and just, you know, click a few buttons and ha ha ha, I got to vote. No, I think voting is such a serious thing, should involve such deliberation that you need to you need to take time. It needs to be a deliberative process and and it it should be we should all vote basically under the same kind of circumstances. So when you go to vote, for example, you can't, you can't, if you remember on election day, they, you're not allowed to serve alcohol between certain hours. That's because we want sober people to vote. Okay. There are a lot of things in state law surrounding election day that we don't otherwise have you know, when people are just willy nilly voting on their cell phones. Well, yeah, I, I still think we need to make it a national holiday. Bottom line, that day should be a national holiday. I don't have any holiday. problem with that. I really do. I don't have any problem with that. I, I we, think we throw every other day under the bus I am for in, a holiday. I am in favor. Why not? I am in favor of maximizing people's opportunity right. to vote, but I want it all to be as much as possible on the same damn day. Right. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all. They, they shouldn't. They, they, yeah, we all agree. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise you have these October surprises like like we just had with the Fetterman debate will have less and less effect. Well, yeah. it's just going to push everything forward. So now we're going to people are going to start slinging the mud earlier and earlier and earlier yeah. and earlier yeah. and it, it'll be like no election day at all. It'll just right. be a constant campaign. It'll I mean, be an that, election it's season. A, it's a, they call that a slippery slope. Yes. I would like to bring up a subject that Brett brought up over breakfast this morning which I it, it actually hadn't dawned on me and I I believe it's just as outrageous as Fetterman had he not agreed to a debate and that is why is Governor DeWine dodging a debate with his challenger? It super pisses me off. It really does. Damn. It's so cowardly, and and in, in it it just tells me that DeWine is afraid to discuss his own record. DeWine is a weasel of the highest order. I mean, He's I, terrible. I, I, yeah, I can't stand He's terrible. I am not voting for him. I'm going to write in Steve Palmer. I, I, I think you're going to see a lot of people not necessarily vote against him, but I think they're not, they're not going to vote for him. No. To let him know we are not happy, you're still going to win, yeah. but you're not going to win by that landslide. Right. I'm not. Look at the numbers. I'm at very I mean, disappointed is, in him. Well, and and you know because doesn't have the his, guts to debate uh, right. this Nan Whaley or yeah. whatever the heck. And she had an opportunity to talk with uh, some TV reporter from from NBC Four, and she came out and said that she would take the gas tax off Ohio gas tax a, a, a holiday a holiday yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of and, and and allows her to have that platform. It's like, well, why didn't you guys talk about this? So this is not you GOP know? radio, folks. No, right? I'm not pushing Governor Dewine because he's a Republican. I don't know what he is. He's some kind of rhino creature, like Rob Portman. He's not even that. I don't he, know what he's, he is. He's, he's a he's a weasel. And I wish JD Vance. <laughs> I wish JD Vance would quit using Rob Portman as a crutch. JD, I gave you 500 bucks. I love you. I'm voting for you. You're right on every issue I can think of, but quit trying to get the middle of the road voter by saying, well, Rob Portman now endorses me. He never endorsed you up until just recently. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a rhino. 
he's despicable and and he Don't. voted for all of the crap including the 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 stupid biden inflation reduction act it's got rob portman's vote on it uh, Damn. so Awful. it's uh Horrible. talking Horrible. about governors around the country i mean i look i quick predictions here i think that the republicans are going to sweep in a way that uh, even the pollsters aren't quite predicting i mean i think I the agree. pollsters are suffering from a huge dose of uh or case of uh, confirmation we, bias. Yeah, we've talked about that before too. I think a lot of people say to somebody that they're yeah. going to vote one way and they do another one. They're in I would, the booth. I would also so. like to throw in because I agree, Steve. I th- they're going to blow Nancy Pelosi out of office. She's gone. She's not going to be speaker. She's, and I don't want that latex backbone, spineless invertebrate Kevin McCarthy to be speaker of the house. He he thinks that he's got this. You know, like it's all wrapped up. And he probably does, which is very disappointing. Speaker of the House should be from Ohio. It should be Jim Jordan. Yeah. That's who should be the Although I don't think he wants that. Spe- I don't think he wants but that. But I role. want it. I want Jim Jordan. Jim wants to be, he I doesn't want, want any political checks on what he does. He wants to be able to, to well, speak freely. He doesn't want to have to compromise and solve problems. And that's what the Speaker of the House has to do. Well, true. No. no. Not, that Jim, not that Jim Jordan is uncompromising, but I think he is most effective when he is advocating for the cause that, uh, that I, I want him, him to. I want him to be center stage. I want. I want that I, dude. I'm with you, man. I love it, but yeah. I don't think he wants it. Maybe no. I, I'm, no, I, I've never heard that he's campaigning for it or he thinks he can get it. But that is the kind of person. There's even been talk about you know because it, the Speaker of the House does not have to be an elected member of Congress. I don't know if people know that. In I the, didn't know that. No, I didn't know the, that. the 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 Congress elects a Speaker of the House. It could be you, Steve. It could be me. It could be Donald Trump. <laughs> whoa. I mean, whoa. They can elect. That's a thought. Can you imagine? Wow. No, I, I can, actually, I can imagine. But the Speaker of the House can be anybody that Congress elects to be their speaker. Interesting. Has yeah. that ever happened, though? It has happened. They, they, there That's was, wild. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, I could be wrong on this. But I think that uh, Governor Taft, and then he became, uh, he was on the Supreme Court. But I believe that, uh, I'm talking about William Howard Taft, uh, you know, a a century ago or whatever it's been. uh, I believe he was elected uh, Speaker of the House at one point. I'm not positive. But I'd have to research that. But no, I would say 99.9, you know, it's a member of Congress. They yeah. elect somebody amongst themselves, but they don't have to. Well, we are, uh, you know, sadly the time has flown by yet again. So we are probably at a point where we got to wrap it up. Um, elections just right around the corner. What better time to tune into Common Sense Ohio, right? We're giving you all the common sense school approaches, even though even though Norm and I may disagree a, t- a thing or on, a, on an issue or two. That's what that's that's what the roundtable is all about. Having some yeah. disagreements. Yeah, you know, right. Norm Norm doesn't know he's wrong, and it's no big deal. uh anyway no i'm not Uh, yeah (laughs) yes you Uh, are (laughs) so if you want to uh if you've got a suggestion of a topic here on common sense ohio shoot us uh shoot us an email you can still do that at lawyertalkpodcast.com uh i got uh it's funny i did get a question uh up at the law firm and uh it was a listener from far far away in wisconsin and uh, the listener wanted to know, what's going on? Am I still going to get my lawyer talk? Yes, yes, I promise. <laughs> I've got it coming and, and maybe some really good things coming. So uh, I haven't forgotten about that. I'm just devoting a little bit of energy to getting this going uh, for now. So 
but it, nothing is dead. It's all still alive. So uh, keep tuning in. Uh, if you have uh, any questions, thoughts, concerns, lawyertalkpodcast.com. If you want your own podcast, you go uh, give us a shout at channel511.com or go right to circle270media.com over and Brett will get you hooked right up. You can speak at the same microphones at, that Norm is speaking in front of. And uh, boy, what, a, what an honor that would be. I'll disinfect it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. We'll decode it. Hey, I can tell you the best too. thing that happened to me today already happened, and it's early in the morning. No Honda Odysseys impeded my progress to this project. They are not on the roads before seven o'clock oh, in the morning. Did God. you know that? I mean, I'm <laughs> going to buy. Thank I'm going to buy a house in suburbia and I'm going to get a Honda Odyssey. And <laughs> oh, for God's sake! I'm going to have tailgate parties every single weekend. Oh. I can even fit a four by eight sheet of plywood in the back of it. I'll bring a sledgehammer. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this is Common Sense Ohio, right from the middle, at least until now.